0: Welcome to Let Me Hear It with Hayden Jardine, a podcast where I'll be interviewing people from all sorts of backgrounds, trying to highlight their experiences and views of the world with their point of view. And on episodes where it is just me, I'll try and make you laugh by sharing some of my takes on everything. Thanks for being here. So this is actually one of the, it's actually the very first episode that I ever recorded. Uh, I was using a different microphone. Different software, so the audio is gonna be a little bit different. Hopefully it's not like totally unbearable. Um, but yeah, this is the interview with my buddy Addison. We get to learn a lot more about him. Um, and I think it gets really interesting. We talk a little bit about what he's doing right now, um, but then he gets into some really neat stuff that I, I, even though the audio isn't perfect, I thought it was still um, just a fun enough interview that I wanted to share with you guys. So let's get into it. So Addison, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: I don't do a whole lot right now. (laughs) Um, I quit my full-time job about a year ago. So I was doing e-commerce management. I was working for a couple agencies and just uh, primarily helping businesses on Amazon grow, scale, establish their business um and then i eventually started not doing that personally but you know helping a team of people do that and kind of helping a business M- more work on the agency the uh agency business operation everything like that grow internally
0: oh interesting
1: well other team members were doing the work for these other brands um so still heavily brand focused um <clears throat> And just like generally e-commerce growth focused. And then I kind of got sick of that, um, for multiple reasons and decided I wanted to just take time away to do stuff myself and kind of figure out what I wanted Mm -hmm. to do. Um, which we can get into the kind of reasoning behind that. But, uh, that's been kind of the last year of taking some time off to kind of focus on health, on happiness. Um, trying to establish you know a more sustainable path forward um and right now i'm kind of like you know i've worked through multiple things throughout that just kind of testing different Mm -hmm. things right now i'm kind of just doing random things for just some quick easy cash to keep things going but i'm uh trying to close actually on a, a deal this week to start buying my own e-commerce businesses and then
0: really grow
1: and flip those. So that's, that's the current focus right now. is kind of that small business acquisition type of thing.
0: Wow. That's a lot. Okay. I have a lot from that. Okay. So first, (laughs) first thought going back to, you said, so you got into, you know, e-commerce and stuff like that, which I don't know if it's just me, maybe this was you too maybe it's just a thing that guys in our generation like really focus on because i feel like this is like when if someone posts a amazon storefront passive income just millennials just start slobbering just for the opportunity (laughs) because it just seems so enticing we're just so enticed by it what initially got you into e-commerce because i've tried it myself did not go well Yep. um what initially like like what was making you curious about it or why'd you get into it? And then what made you realize this isn't, you mentioned like a sustainable path. So talk about like why you wanted to and then why you didn't want to.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I didn't actually know I was getting into e-commerce when I got into it. Um, So my brother started working as graphic design manager at a startup that was an Amazon Growth Agency, okay. um, so that was the first place I worked at, and literally I just randomly came across a video on YouTube, like this was like five years ago now, that was talking about digital marketing, and I was like, I don't know, maybe that's interesting, and uh-huh. I was like, maybe I think my brother does something with digital marketing, and I just applied at his business before really knowing what exactly they do so i interviewed at this company before knowing and they're small enough at that point like to not care and they were growing really fast but they're just like you know the typical startup with 30 to 40 like college kids who are just trying to figure it out figure out how to do their job yeah yeah And so from there it's like i just started i i knew i liked business and i liked consulting and talking with business people and strategizing new ways to grow business and it turned out that's exactly what it was doing just for amazon specifically interesting um and so getting into that i did like the business growth aspect to it i found out much more quickly that i actually liked the team management part of business more Hmm. Um, so rather than Dealing with clients, I wanted to. I liked helping my coworkers or other team members help their clients better and like more folks on kind of how they're communicating, how they're setting expectations with clients. Um, a little bit still of the strategy stuff and being creative, but um, more of the person-to-person communication that I liked. Yeah. And so after about a year at that first company, I left and started working with a different startup company that was smaller, but I was able to work in a more established position. So cool. in that company, I was able to come in and kind of uh, build out my own team of brand strategists and help restructure kind of their, how their creative teams were working and be more involved with like the core of the agency business as a whole. So that's what was more interesting to me over time. I still realized I didn't actually like Amazon that much. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't really like working with clients. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where like after a year and a half there, it was just getting really boring and like kind of soul sucking being there, even though it was a great company. I liked my coworkers. I liked my bosses. um, But I hit hit the point of like uh, like okay so this is it like interesting this is it for like kind of or more of the question of like oh is is this what this life is, like, is a now is just
0: like this is a career like a 9
1: to 5 like i i could see exactly where the next 5 years was going i was like okay I'll, my salary will probably grow this way in this trajectory and i was making good money especially um i mean from the value of getting into startups was originally with no experience. I started that job at like $37,000 a year. Mm -hmm. Which even
0: starting, a lot of people are just like, frick, yeah, dude, you know, like that's not bad. Seriously,
1: at that time, I was like, sweet. That was a raise from prior to that working hourly wage. But uh, within like a year and a half, I was making $80,000 a a year. In a year and a half? Which is like, yeah, which is like a crazy trajectory that like for startups is super accessible. Mm -hmm. So that trajectory was definitely slowing down a little bit, but I was like, if I really wanted to play the game, I can, you know, apply to other companies. I can get promotions here. Mm -hmm. I can eventually work my way up to being more of a Mm C-level, uh, employee at these companies. I can probably end up being like a hired CEO at a company or potentially start my own business doing this myself. Yeah. And it was like working through all of that, I would get to the end and I'm like, and then I'd probably try and quit and do what I want to do. And so once you get to that conclusion of like, you realize what you're doing is a means to to an end, it's like, well, maybe I should, what if I just skip to the end? Right. You know? Right. And so that's where I was kind of like, oh, okay, like I got to figure out how to quit my job and like figure that out. Uh-huh. So that that's what the last year has been, is like deconstructing kind of what I thought the corporate goals were, mm-hmm. to figure out what do I actually enjoy and what can I actually do for a long period of time. Yeah, which was not an easy decision when you have bills to pay and a mortgage yeah. to pay and yeah. you know i mean i'm married and we don't have kids but like you know you still want to be you, you i still want to hold that kind of title of like provider of in course. the household and like all of those things so it took a much more thought and time than i just explained mm-hmm. but it was in the traditional sense a pretty abrupt decision mm-hmm. Sure. to just kind of exit that, that lifestyle of so.
0: course wow dude that's so interesting i love that for you um <laughs> yeah. i love that and uh, go ahead Oh, I, well,
1: I should also say it's not clear whether that was a great decision yet <laughs> so never is we're until, still figuring things out yeah
0: it never is <laughs> until it works out but you never know until yeah. you try you know yep. um i don't know i guess real quick thought i feel like you can always go back and make more money but you can never go yeah. back and get the time, you know? And so I am totally yeah. with that, but it's it's that hard, bro. It's one of those things where I feel like there's no right or wrong, you know, everyone, there's so many ways to live life. And a lot of people like that, I'm in that corporate ladder. Like, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it's fun, but a lot of people are really glad that they did it. And a lot of people are really glad that they got out, you know, so there's no right or wrong. Yeah. But one thing that I super super admire is that you just had the guts to just give it a shot, you know?
1: Yeah. Because then. And, well, and there was, there were points where I was like, worst case scenario, like I might have to take take a pay cut, but I can probably get back into these companies. Hundred um, percent. Which most likely I could call my either of my old companies and be like, hey, I just need a job, and they would give me one. I still have people elsewhere who are calling me, you know, asking if I don't want to work to them and my finances should, with my finances, I should probably take these jobs, but I'm still saying that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're just just playing uh, a long game. You just want them to know that, hey, I don't need (laughs) you guys, you need me.
1: Exactly. It's like, if the thing is that I knew if I actually go back and take these jobs, then I like, we'll start the whole process for another two years. Of course. You know, so I'm really trying to not have to go back and do that. Mm -hmm. So, Mm
0: -hmm. so, so I know a little bit of some things that you're working on, of course, because we've talked before, but what are some things that you've been working on that you can like fill in, fill in anyone who's listening?
1: Um, so, I mean, right now it's like, I've actually kind of hit pause on everything, um, for the last couple months. So originally, I took a few months to just try to like decompress, try and get back in shape, um, mm-hmm. just because I was super stressed and living an unhealthy lifestyle because I was working really long hours and stressful hours before. Mm-hmm. So there were a few months and I was like, you know what? I'll give 30, 60 days to just doing that. And that turned into well I said I would give 30 days to just kind of decompress and get healthy and that turned into more like 90 plus days and Mm -hmm. I was still like I still don't know really what to do um and I was like well there are a few things I'm interested in um I started learning more I think within that time I tried learning more about crypto because I was like sure that's happening like if I put some time into it I'm bound to get good at it turns out I'm a degenerate gambler (laughs) that's probably not a good idea which i knew i was like that before which i shouldn't have gotten into it yeah
0: ourselves for more self-control than we have
1: yeah i convinced myself it was investing which it is for a lot of people for myself it's not Uh
0: Um,
1: so that's one route i decided okay after some i at least know about the space a little bit more now i know enough to know that That's probably not what I want to do anyway. And I actually don't enjoy it that much anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I started working just with some YouTube creators. And so it turns out that the growth model on YouTube is very similar to Amazon. And so I started working with a couple creators and uh, mainly as like their assistants, like getting paid almost, you know, nothing, which Mm -hmm. was fine. And just kind of learning about that game. And eventually decided like, oh, well, I'll learn much faster if I do it myself. Um, tried making a few videos myself and have some like mixed feelings on how much I like doing that or like how much I want to do that because, uh, I don't know, because of a lot of reasons. It's super intensive for one. So it's like, if you really don't, know what you're shooting for, mm-hmm. then you've got to be in a position to just like kind of be okay with figuring things out along the way and not having a lot of success, which that's kind of a frustrating state of being for me. Um which which part
0: find that a little bit like
1: I'm I'm not necessarily I I'm very like achievement focused. Okay. And so like to a fault, I'm achievement focused. Mm-hmm. And so even though like I kind of started out with more knowledge and and like a little bit more, I guess, strategy than most people start out doing, mm-hmm. it's still like, you know, if it's not really impactful, it's it's hard for me to kinda get into that. So um if, or to stay consistent so- with it.
0: All right, so to make sure I understand, it's like for how intensive it is to produce these videos. Because like, like, friend, anyone listening, Addison's videos are very, very good. Like you would think <laughs> that he already has like 500,000 subscribers with the quality of videos that he's posting. Um, and you have a few up there, right? You have three yeah, or four?
1: Yeah, but I've only posted three videos.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I love them. Like they're such good quality. So are you saying how intensive it is because you don't want to put out bad content, even though you are just beginning, you want it to be good. And of course, it's gonna get better. But you have these like almost standards in your head. And if that if the amount of effort and quality that you put in doesn't match the the views and stuff like that, it's hard to stay motivated and put in that much work. Is that kind of what you're saying?
1: Yeah, that's definitely a part of it is like, when you know that you're gonna, especially because like, I'm new to editing and figuring all that stuff out. Mm -hmm. It's like, when you know, you're gonna put 80 hours into making a video, 80 for, for potentially no one to see it it's like that becomes a much more daunting task
0: that is hard to justify
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and like does it need to require that much time no a lot of the like storytelling type of videos that i was trying to create usually do mm-hmm. take that much time 40 to 80 Whoa. hours like it's, it's not uncommon at all for uh that much time to go into it, which is why a lot of these creators are like struggling to find editors and all that, that stuff is because it takes so much time to do all of that. And there's so many aspects of the process of like, you know, you need to know Photoshop, you need to know, Mm. uh, you know, editing softwares, you know, need to know how to use a camera. You need to know how to film and edit all that stuff of yourself and do it yourself sometimes. So. And even just like writing a cohesive story in a script, yeah, you know, yeah. it takes a lot of time before you even start recording. Um, Absolutely. so that part got pretty daunting.
0: That is so um, daunting,
1: bro. Yeah. <laughs> and like, especially when you don't feel like, I mean, I'd get really good response, but especially when it's like after a certain point, you're like, how long can I do this and not make money from it? Yes. Um, And so that's kind of where I was like, okay, not that I'm going to stop, but let's pause this for a bit. Mm -hmm. Let's focus on some other things. Um, Along with just like, I was getting to a point where I kept hitting all these blocks personally with that. I mean, this goes into like everything, not just like me trying to do videos, but it's like, Mm -hmm. I, I realized with, um, making videos that i was blocked at some point in the process with everything that i've tried you know so i i get to some point where i'm like uh either i feel a lack of interest and i want to stop or it's like even if it just translates to procrastination to doing things or feeling anxiety Mm -hmm. towards doing things um there was something that was like keeping me from accomplishing what i wanted to even though i knew exactly i felt like i knew exactly how to do it and so that's kind of what the past couple months has been is retracting from everything and figuring out okay what is actually stopping me from accomplishing the things that i want to do Mm -hmm. and so um and and also to be clear like youtube wasn't even like i wasn't necessarily even trying to be like a youtube creator Uh, the whole premise behind that is I liked doing that, but I also wanted to work with YouTubers and manage YouTubers, kind of in that Amazon agency format. Sure. And like, that's where these, this business acquisition is coming from also is like interested in kind of connecting brands to creators, but I wanted to approach it through a creator lens, if that makes sense. Very interesting. That's kind of a, that's kind of a tangent, but so like two months ago, is when I decide, like, you know what, I just need to pause. Like I need to stop. I need to figure out what's going on
0: mm-hmm.
1: because it's just very time and time again throughout my life. I'm finding all these things where it feels like I don't follow through or I can't follow mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I, I talked to a coach which is someone who my previous boss recommended and she's technically like an intuitive healer, which is very sounds very like woo woo. Like, I love stuff like that. Like she's gonna start using some crystals to heal me or something. It's actually all virtual, but um, she she's virtual really crystals. not Just like that. So yeah, if if she didn't say she was an intuitive healer, you'd never know because she For mainly sure. works with like CEOs and. Mm-hmm. Coaches like a lot of business entrepreneurs and and that sort of thing, and has a very methodical approach to it. Um, mm-hmm. The intuitive aspect is she feels, and I agree that she has like kind of a a unique ability to like perceive things in a way that's like not like oh, I feel your your ancestors are calling to you, not that way. Which there are those people out there too. It's sure. more of like it feels like you have the first 10 sessions that you'd have with the normal normal like therapist
0: mm-hmm.
1: out of the way when you first meet her like wow. she's, she's able to just kind of know like oh like you probably she have really these too. siblings like and she's not always right but she's like yeah i have a feeling that your parents are like this like this is your relationship mm-hmm. with your wife like all that stuff before you even say anything um and really? she's like She's like, correct. Like you can do a free consultation with her if you want. Cause it's oh, like,
0: yeah, send me her info. Very good. Good. crazy. You know,
1: her, her name is, I mean, you can look her up and I'll send you the link. Her name is, uh, It her name is Sabrina. I think it's Sabrina rising is like her, uh, kind of coaching name. Um, she go but with yeah, Sabrina
0: to, the teenage witch.
1: Not that, but it's pretty me similar.
0: Yeah. No, tell that's
1: her like, that, that's- uh, I recommend you and, and do a free consultation with her. So it's it's definitely can, worth
0: it. I love um, stuff like that. I actually, uh, oh sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, I, I there's a um, one of my companions for my mission, he is actually a life coach. So mm. and so people think, you know, of people just hear certain titles, and they're just like, Oh, like, <laughs> whatever, you know, but, um, it's amazing the way that he he focuses on like athletes and stuff like that actually if i'm not mistaken he just got a job working for the football team for byu just Hell helping off. them like mentally be more successful um and so stuff like that people will like put labels on anything and like have certain misconceptions but yeah. i'm all about well, stuff like that
1: well the process like it makes a lot of sense where I mean, I'm really huge on just, like, human behavior in general. Mm -hmm. Like, analyzing human behavior kind of, I can't help myself but try to, like, figure out how people kind of tick. And so, her process is really supportive of just kind of, like, breaking things down to a clean slate and building Mm -hmm. on, like, a better foundation. Because a lot of people, you'll, you'll see a lot of people who are, like, confident, but you can tell there's some weird, like... Oh, weird thing because a lot of people are building confidence on top of a like poor foundation of like fear or like a poor foundation of unconfidence. I don't know what the word is lack of confidence. Can you explain that a little
0: bit? Because it makes sense, but I need an example.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like a lot of people when they, um, a lot of it does stem from how you're raised and you know, how your parents were raised and just kind of a environment that you had, whether it was like, you know, actually other people's actions towards you or how they behave towards you, or it's just like the way it was like Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of what your parents kind of instill in you as far as beliefs does translate into your adult life is kind of the approach. And so A lot of people maybe for one reason or another even if they have super loving parents they might feel insignificant throughout life which is i'm speaking more personally (laughs) towards me is they have Mm. a feeling of like insignificance they feel like maybe they're not well liked not well accepted and a lot of those people instead of kind of facing those emotions they'll instead chase things to cover that up so again, in my case, I started chasing after achievement. And I started trying to succeed in career and in finances and in job titles. And like, you know, a lot of people will do it in sports or in whatever accolades, it's whatever your peers often see as valuable. And they'll build this facade of confidence around the perception of others and what others perceive as achievement. And that's why oftentimes Mm -hmm. you see like these super like confident people
0: mm-hmm.
1: they'll get challenged and it'll kind of that facade will like crumble just a tiny bit and you can kind of see that if you're if you're perceptive to it is because deep down they're not actually confident about themselves they're confident about what they've built around themselves if that makes interesting. sense.
0: interesting yes 100%, so this is kind oh, of I like it me.
1: yeah <laughs> it's everybody it's it's mostly everybody is so that, that's why like this approach, and I mean you can kind of liken it to people who go into like the military where they try to like break you down to nothing so they can build you back up, right?
0: Wow. This is the yeah. same
1: thing except for from more of an emotional standpoint of like let's strip everything away. And when it comes down to it, what are these like needs that you find within yourself? What do you feel like are um you know, what are the patterns? In your life that you can point out and kind of tie to an internal belief Mm -hmm. so like one of mine is like not feeling like i can follow through and Mm -hmm. there's a pattern of that throughout my life and so we eventually found that there was this this feeling or this belief that you know i'm not good at following through and that eventually boiled down to more of like where I got those beliefs, whether it was from environment or even just like subtle things of how I perceived my parents' beliefs towards me. Like,
0: Mm -hmm. you
1: know, maybe Mm -hmm. I, maybe I felt insignificant from my parents or from my family or whatever it is. And it's not that it's their fault or anything. They have parents who built them. Um, but it's like, without placing any blame, it is helpful to identify where these beliefs came from so that you can actually approach them and resolve them instead of hiding them and covering them up. And I shouldn't Mm -hmm. say resolve because these things maybe won't necessarily go away. Like you still have emotions that you don't like, but Mm -hmm. when you learn how to kind of accept them, instead of having like shame towards them and guilt about them, Interesting. it becomes much more manageable and you can actually use those things to further you. So relating wow. all of this back to like, you know, what I was doing making videos or even just in business in general, cause I've, I'm the type that's had a million business ideas and I've tried a thousand mm-hmm. of them and they've all kind mm-hmm. of fizzled for one reason or another. Sure. And, there is truth to some of them being like, okay, it's good to try. And like, I just wasn't interested or like, turns out it wasn't as good as I thought it might be Mm -hmm. a lot of them though. I ended up feeling kind of like guilty that I never saw it through, which goes back to that, that feeling of following through. And like, Mm -hmm. even in my corporate Amazon days, talking to all of these CEOs and business owners, you realize that like most business owners, are not actually that smart. They're yes, not actually totally. like, they're not smarter than the average person. They're not actually like more creative than the average person. Of course, some are, even if they are though, it's like what actually is consistent around all of these successful people with seven figure businesses is mm-hmm. that they're really just consistent They're or I should say persistent and a lot of them, even if they don't even have great products, they're really persistent about just doing what needs to be done in order to prove that. And so in order to prove their product or in order to further their business Mm -hmm. and that alone doesn't always get people super far, but it gets people a lot farther than the average person is just having that persistence. And me and my wife were actually talking yesterday about that and kind of like made me think, okay, so what is it actually to have persistence? And it ties back to like these beliefs. If you're actually persistent over a long course of time, it's because you believe it's going to pay off, right? Mm, you sure. And so it ties back to like, well, first you need to believe that things are going to work out. Mm -hmm. in order to really see a project through, you wouldn't see it through if you didn't believe it was going to be worth it. Mm -hmm. And that's where it kind of like hits home for me in persistence is like, ultimately I convinced myself that things were going to work and I could do it. And I know how to do it and all those things, but there, it, it took a lot of like working with this coach to finally boil it down to, I actually didn't have a belief that it was going to work out in the end. Really? Wherever that may be. Sure. And I'll convince myself oftentimes that like, before I even try some things like, mm, I'm just not going to like it. Like that's not for me. When really that was another way of me saying like, it's not worth it if it's not going to work. Does that make sense? No,
0: of course. Of course. And, and feel well, free I try to try almost,
1: right? Yeah. And feel free to push back if any of this sounds sounds off or stupid or whatever, but um, that's kind of like, I mean, that's pretty much where I'm at now is Mm -hmm. is building that belief that the things I do work out that like, Mm -hmm. whether it's universe or God or whoever, um, Mm -hmm. which I think all of those things can actually exist in the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, once you believe that you are pro- going to be provided for, then you're able to actually have the confidence to do the things you enjoy.
0: Interesting. And actually
1: see them through. Mm-hmm. So that's where right now it's like, although I don't like Amazon per se, which for numerous yeah. reasons, I, I don't really love Amazon. I've I realized I do enjoy and want to learn more about business acquisition. And Mm -hmm. so that's where I'm trying to now buy some small Amazon businesses because that's just an area of familiarity and I can scale from there. Yeah. Um, You know, follow, I'm following kind of the joy and curiosity and and opportunity in the ways that I like. And Mm -hmm. realistically, it's like the fact that it's Amazon doesn't bother me that much. Sure. And it'll lead to something else. But I'm able to kind of hedge some of that fear that I still do have with. The knowledge and experience that I have in Amazon, because I've sort of sifted through a thousand Amazon businesses and their P&Ls and all that stuff. Which again is a tangent, but um, that that's kind of the short of what I've been doing for the last year or last few months is that's amazing. Really, just like clean slate, building and reestablishing, um, or I guess kind of pivoting these beliefs that I've had, both positive and negative, but
0: beautiful i love that that's crazy dude i feel like i'm so interested to hear like i hope i get a couple of responses from people listening to this episode because i feel very similar and Mm. so i don't it makes me feel like i feel like a ton of people think the same thing they're just trying to figure themselves out in every aspect and be like what are my goals what's what's going to be worth it to me. And I feel like everyone has is kind of going through the same thing right now. Right? Maybe it's just me and you, you know, but I feel like it's a lot of people. So I'm now, very curious to see if other people are like that too.
1: more people feel like this, I think right now than ever. Because I mean, because of a lot of just the degradation of connection over the last couple of years, specifically, um, mm. of human connection, people are wanting that. And I think that's making people realize that what they're currently doing in career also is not necessarily enough is my, that's kind of my hunch, but no, definitely there's a lot of people who feel that. And a lot of people, it's like, you can ask yourself a few things and kind of realize that there's an incongruency in your beliefs and your brain of like, Mm -hmm. most people really struggle to identify what they actually want. Like, what do you want in life? Mm-hmm. it's really easy to say what you don't want in life. It's really tough to boil down the true nature of what do you want in life? And Definitely. then if you can do that, then you can start asking a series of whys. You know, why mm-hmm. do you want that in life? What does that mean to have that in life? Like what are the emotions and the beliefs that those things are satisfying? Um, mm-hmm. And that's where you get into some really interesting things of like, you realize, Oh, maybe I actually don't want this. Or maybe what I want can be achieved in different methods and opportunities, or can be satisfied in like the present day, not just in the future of what I want. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And also it's like a lot of people can start to identify what's holding them back from getting to those things. And that's where you start to identify kind of the pattern of a fear or lack that you have personally.
0: Interesting. So
1: like, okay, so. Y- you can get to some of these things yourself. I will say that having a coach, they're going to point out the things that you are. There are th- I thought I had a lot of stuff figured out, but there are things that mm-hmm. I just would never have figured out without a third party analyzing it. Interesting. And pushing me on things. So, like, there's a lot of value in that, for sure.
0: Like, one thing, for example, for me is just that, just that, that young hustle kind of thing. Like it, it's, it triggers something in my brain that makes me be like, I need this. I want this. I can go out there and get it. I can do this and that, you know? Um, but once I'm doing those things, I lose all happiness mm-hmm. because I just want the huge reward. And I tell myself, Oh, that's what I want. Right. But, but just like you said, it's like, you put so much work into something. You're like, is this going to pay off? like is all of this time that i'm investing into these companies worth that high salary at the end or that high retirement at the end and i'm not sure if i'm telling myself no it's not worth it because at the end of the day just like you said why go through all that if at the end all you want is your free time with your family you know right. you're like why well, if i have the free time now why not just take it yeah but then there's that yin and yang where it's like I want free time, but now I have a fat retirement, you know, or now I can take that free time and really enjoy it, but I don't have the money to do as near as much, you know, near as many fun things as I would if I did sacrifice some of that free time for the money. And so it's hard, bro. That but that life is so yin and yang. You have to pick and choose almost, you know, and find what balance, but. I feel like on social media, there's not a ton of balance. We're just sold on extremes, you know?
1: Yep. And and that's all you see for the most part is like the dream, you know, where it's like, and and to be fair, like I still, even though I'm understanding more about like my present day kind of needs and wants and like how to satisfy those currently, I still Mm. have the ridiculous aspirations that like. I'm borderline embarrassed to tell people because they look at me like I'm an idiot. Like those things, I think like what can both happen. Even just like, just like the businesses that I want to create and like, you know, Mm. the money that I want to make the amount of wealth that Mm. I want to have all those things. But it's like, when having is the goal, it makes you really when future having is the goal. Mm -hmm it makes the present day unbearable. And so that's kind of like, that's kind of the trap that you get into is, you can get stuck into this kind of mindset of always living in the future of what you could have. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: when you have those things, by that point, you'll be further into the future of what you could Mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're acting in a more present way and focusing more on like, what is existing today, you can still have all of those things in the future, but you can be satisfied with what you have today. If that Absolutely. makes sense. And social media makes it really hard because we come from a world just like 30 years ago where you really only compare yourself to your neighbors. The people who are like, you look out your window and you see my neighbor is doing this well. So that's how well I could be doing. Yep. And it's all very like translatable of your, specific neighborhood location they most likely are similar people to you where now mm-hmm. we see millions of people we get zero context and we just see what they yes. have and we don't see yes. even how we how they got it or how it makes them happy or unhappy we just see it you know our our window has become a portal to people who have no relation to us but we feel like they do
0: mm wow that's very insightful
1: we still feel like they are our neighbor but they're not (laughs) like we we don't know anything about them so that's where i think the trap of social media comes is you know we shouldn't actually be comparing ourselves to them it is good to know what opportunity is out there like Mm -hmm. there are values to it also i think we're more open and you know explorative generation mm-hmm. than the past but there are traps that come with it so yeah
0: wow that is so insightful um that's insane bro that's so true and just how you said how we we, we feel like they're our neighbors because it's because oftentimes we just relate to what we see you know it's like me and you we're about the same age and so i'm like oh i should be about on the same scale as addison you know, or, or or you see your anomaly super successful friend who is your same age. He joined his family business. And now he's making 350 a year, you know, and he's like 27. And you're just like, Oh, man, my, that's what I well, that's where I should be. But it's like, yeah. well, that, that context that you mentioned is king, bro. Context really helps bring everyone back down to reality. Like, well, that's he joined his father's business. Who got it from his father who got it from his father right you know people aren't just going and I mean most people aren't just going and starting businesses that are already four generations deep
1: well and you never know him being locked in his parents business might get him a really nice salary now but it might prevent him from making a million dollar salary in ten years you know sure absolutely you just never know what the reality actually is or is going to be. And that's kind of like, the belief that I'm having to, or I'm trying to create right now is like, there are very few shoulds and shoulds not should nots in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, what you just said is like, you're comparing yourself being like, I should be at that same place. There, there are very few instances where you should be
0: interesting Something that
1: is not already happening right now you know like
0: wow, it's the whole thing
1: that, right now everything happens in its own time like everything mm-hmm. happens in the right timing and like that's a super frustrating concept for me to wrap my head around but
0: mm, absolutely. that's where
1: a lot of like present day peace comes from is i still obviously have influence over the future but everything happens as it should be happening Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the escape from comparing yourself to others in my opinion is just like trusting in like god or universe or whatever you want Mm -hmm. to want Mm -hmm. to refer to it as in order to provide for you in the right way of what you need so you have to go i know that we're we're concerned about the time before
0: yeah we should that's this was hard bro i had uh i i do have a phone call soon but i'm like (laughs) You're just dropping knowledge, bro. That is so interesting to me. Um, everything you said was I mean, it, it just makes sense. Because I feel like just like you said, I, you know, so many of us are going through something similar, where we're, we're just at the point in our lives where it's like, we we are seriously sitting down and being like, what do I want? And yeah. even even those people who can be like, I want this, like, I, you know, just like, like you said, most people don't even know. They don't even know how to find what they want.
1: Right. Um, they don't even know how to say what they want.
0: Yeah, and but even for the people who, so ten percent of the people who do sit down and like, and th- I do want this. Then they have to still break through a hundred barriers of uh, yeah. how how am I going to tell my my spouse that I want I actually want to quit my job. You know, I right. do want to go and do this or, or my family, I, I don't want to be in the family business anymore. I'm super grateful for it, but you know, I want, I want to start my own thing, but then you have to worry about all the barriers culturally, you know, socially, just everything. It's that's, that's wild. There's so much to think about. Yeah. That's, that's wild. Everyone's yeah, on their and, own journey, though, you know? So
1: again, right now, maybe it's just the kick that I'm on, but it like, it all boils down to like beliefs at the end of the day, because oftentimes you find what you want and you have some belief that's preventing you from being there. You know, it's like, you might want to be a, I don't know, a a musician or whatever, Mm -hmm. but do you have the belief that you actually have the talent to accomplish it. Mm. Even if you have the talent, most people believe that they don't, which is why they're not getting there. Or do you have the belief that, the industry is going to be something that you can break into or that the opportunities are going to come because there's a lot of these things where once you do find what you want, you find there's a lot of incongruencies in your beliefs that are preventing you from getting it. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know that I'm a hundred percent on this train, but like there is the ideology that if you actually believe that you are deserving of what you want, then you'd have it currently if you actually believe that you're someone who is capable and deserving of making a hundred million dollar salary, you'd be making it right now. Like not that we should all look to Elon Musk as, as the prime example, but like, I don't think he's concerned about making a hundred million dollars a year. That's Mm -hmm. well below his beliefs of what he can accomplish. You know, because because in his case, he has the evidence in his past that he can do it. Sure. Sure. But like, there is probably a limit of like, what he does believe is possible for him, even. That makes sense.
0: It does make sense. That's also very, every, I keep seeing very interesting. It's probably the top, it's 50% of what I've said this entire (laughs) episode, but that is so interesting. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean. That is a great thought. Because when you first started talking about that, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to get on that train either, you know? Cause yeah. but but when you think about it, you're yeah. like, well, maybe that will almost humble me in a way to be like, okay, well, I do have some things that I can work on. And then let's see, let's see how much I can provide at that point. And then yeah. as long as you're as long as you accept that ideology without just being super hard on yourself and you're just honest with yourself then I think that could be very, very helpful. Yeah. Um, that is so cool. Very, is that So is that something that you're currently working on?
1: Yeah. I mean, even like finding funding for some of these businesses, I'm like, oh, I need to come up with like $10,000 right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like working through a couple people I know to try and get $10,000. And I'm like, you know, trying to see like, oh, how do I make this worth it for them? And then I talked to another friend who has experience in like, fundraising and stuff and he's like 10,000 I can find you 50 people who will give you $10,000 for like really cheap interest rates tomorrow Mm -hmm. if you want and Mm -hmm. just hearing that in my brain was like oh $10,000 is easy like yeah it's easy to find $10,000 for someone to invest because I just needed like that confirmation which Mm -hmm. had to come externally but I needed that confirmation that it's actually not as hard as I think, and then literally one day later, I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's actually really like I actually have ten opportunities that I can go find where I don't have to give up as much as I thought in order to get it." You know,
0: mm-hmm. that's so like a small
1: like real time example where the belief does translate to getting opportunity really easy, and it turns out it's like mm-hmm. right in front of me. So
0: sure, oh that's interesting.
1: But you also can't, the thing about, like, manifesting stuff, it does work. Like, Mm -hmm. there are neurological processes where, like, the science of uh, affirmations and those things do work as long as you don't feel like you are lying to yourself. So, it's like, I can't go around believing that I'm a billionaire right now and expect to have a billion dollars dropped in my lap because I know I'm not, like whether it's surface level or deep down, I know I'm not a billionaire right now. So like you can't get ridiculous with it either. So it, it requires a lot, I think to do this, it requires a lot of self-awareness mm-hmm. and self-belief in order to like take you to that next step, you know, mm-hmm. rather than
0: trying mm-hmm. to jump to the end. Of course. So. That is super cool, man. Um, I feel like we could probably go on for another hour. That was honestly like the quickest... <laughs> 53 minutes of my whole entire lifetime. Yeah, um, yeah. Like you said, I, I do have to go, but I would love to, I'd love to talk again. And honestly, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited. to. I'm really excited to hear about your, um, is it intuition coach? Is that what they're?
1: It, that intuitive what healer is what she calls intuitive herself. Intuitive healer. I mean, and it's a, it's a coach, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to hear. To, I'd love to have you. How often do you meet with her? Like once a week, once a month?
1: uh generally once a week not this week but generally once a week it's and like for most people it's not cheap you know like
0: i can imagine
1: for for a 12-week course it's like you know you're paying 1200 dollars a month for a weekly call whoa Um, to be fair for the amount of experience and like value that she provides it's cheaper Mm -hmm. than like I don't want to tell her this but she should probably raise her prices to at least double
0: mm-hmm.
1: and really? she would yeah yeah for sure she should raise her prices honestly um and like it would cut out some of the people but she would probably still be booked nearly full yeah
0: yeah well you keep meeting with her we'll, <laughs> we'll reconvene let's have like I'd love to have you on again and, and just kind of see where you've, where you've gone from, you know, yeah. from then. Uh, I think that is so cool. Uh, Addison. thank you so much for coming on. Like I said, I wish we didn't have to end because I feel like we yeah, could just keep well, on going, but we'll, I'd love we'll, to have you we back. All right, man. Well, thanks again for your time. It was super good to have you and uh, we'll catch you on the next one.
1: All right. Appreciate it, man.
0: Later.